to understand how important my hearing is as a part of the five senses that God has given to me. Things that you do not hear can make a big difference in your life. If any of you know Creston, you know it's a railroad town. And you can't go anywhere from the north side of town to the south side of town without crossing someplace across railroad tracks. I was downtown Creston here a few weeks ago. I was crossing the railroad tracks. I wasn't paying much attention right or left. The gates weren't down. And I thought it was okay to move ahead and cross the railroad tracks. All of a sudden, off to my right, I hear this blaring uh, horn going off. And it's a train coming at me. Now, at that point in the uh, of time, it, when they're coming into town, they're moving rather slow. But I mean to tell you, when that horn went off, I about jumped out of my skin. Scared the liver out of me as I was crossing that railroad track. Our hearing is something that is vitally important to us. You go into a doctor's office, and he's giving you a report on some tests that you've taken. My mom went into the doctor's office when she was still living and got some reports from the doctor. And my dad came out of the doctor's office and began talking to me about what the doctor had said. And I hadn't heard a word of what he had heard. The things that I had heard were not near as positive as what he thought he heard. Obviously, his hearing was affected by the desire of his heart for the health and the welfare of his wife. You're sitting in class and the teacher is giving to you reviews so that you know how to prepare for a test. You better pay attention to what that teacher is talking about. You better hear what she is saying. Orders are given for you to complete at work. Hearing is an important aspect of our life. But more crucial than physical hearing is our spiritual hearing. And in the scriptures, God refers to our spiritual hearing over 2,000 times. Truth that is unheard has eternal consequences to our spiritual life. So urgent is the spiritual dimension of our hearing that in Christ's last parable here in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, He highlights its importance. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 8 and verse 18, as it records this account of Matthew, chapter 13, Jesus says to the disciples, Take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. We live in an age when Satan is attempting to dull our hearing by redirecting our heart away from God's truth, aiming it at the world so that we Hear truth, but do not respond to its teaching. The parable of the sower here in Matthew chapter 13 divides mankind into four different categories determined by their hearing. How you hear influences how you live. God has designed that we must hear and then obey the truth. Three reasons I want to submit to you tonight as to why we do not hear. The first is because of the fact that our hearing is selective. Notice here in verse uh, in Matthew chapter 13 and verse uh, 3. He spoke many things to them in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. 
And as he, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And the interpretation or the explanation of the parable is described for us later on in verse 18 and following. And the first thing I see there in verse 19 is that of an indifferent hearer. Now, this indifferent hearer is not just some other individual. As I go through this list and I reflect on my life, I can see myself in each one of these situations or each one of these scenarios. When anyone hears the, the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. I've had times where I've, I've spent uh, uh, extended time studying the word of God and I'll get a, a, a glimpse of understanding of truth and I won't write it down. I don't record it. It's brand new to my thinking. And I come back the next day and I can't recall what I learned or what I was thinking about the day before. That's verse 19. We're indifferent to the value of the truth. The soil of the wayside, packed hard by the traffic of things and activities that hold greater value than the truth. Verse 20, an impulsive hearer. An impulsive hearer. Someone that gets all excited about some area of truth. And six months later, it's gone away. No longer an issue. No longer a big deal in our life. Impulsive. Shallow soil. Adversity arises. And we get sidetracked. And the truth is no longer important. We've seen that illustrated in the political scene over the past few weeks. One of the politicians got sidetracked by an issue that kept coming up over and over and over again. And he got off message had to be continuing to defend his reputation. And adversity sidetracked him. That happens in our lives as well. The pressures of life come in upon us and adversity arises and our faith wilts because there is no soil for the truth to produce fruit in our life. The infested here is found there in verse 21 where we spend time in the Word of God but... The things of life begin to crowd around us. I've had that experience as well. And the pressures of life, the the difficulties of life, the joys of life. And we'd far rather do anything than to spend time studying the Bible. There was a time in my life when I had to come to grips with my desire to study the Word of God. I had come to the place where I'd rather go and dig a ditch 
than to sit down and spend time studying. I hated studying. Not that I hated the Word of God. I just hated sitting still and studying. It was a chore. And I had to deal with the issues of my own heart. But then in verse 22, there's the ideal hearer. Where the the seed falls on good ground. But notice what it is that makes it good. Verse 23 is, is the one who hears the word and understands it. That's what makes the ground good. It is the way in which we hear the word of God. Many of us may recognize the areas in the first three soils where the seed is not growing or is stunted by other things or crowded out. Yet in all honesty, we all want to be in that, in that, in that setting of verse 23. We all want to be the good soil. Well, in order for us to do that, we need to have ears that hear. And a heart that will understand. God's Word deserves the response of a submissive heart. Secondly, and my time is gone and I'll hasten on here, we do not hear because of our heart's condition. How is it that I as a child of God can be indifferent or infested or impulsive in regards to my hearing? Come over to chapter 14 with me. Verse 13. Disciples have just come off of a very long period of time of of working and of uh, of, uh, missionary endeavor. They've been out on the road. They come back and they're ready for some R&R. And they're with the Master and He comes uh, comes along uh, and they're inundated by 5,000 people, a multitude. The disciples are saying to them, to, to, to him, send them away. Send them away that we might be able to go and, and to rest. But Jesus says, no, we're going to feed them. We're going to feed them. We're going to take care of their need. The, dis- the disciples did not understand this person named Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 14 was a teachable moment for the disciples and they missed it. Why did they miss it? Well, come to Mark chapter 6 and look at what Mark says about that moment in time as as it relates to the disciples. Following that 5,000 feeding, I mean, think about this, 12 guys uh, uh, feeding 5,000 plus people. Serving their needs. Passing the food out in baskets. 5,000 plus women and children, the text tells us. That could have been a group that would have been three times the size of Cheriton. Think of feeding all of those people in just a few hours. And then Jesus says, by the way guys, I want you to get in the boat and I want you to go to the other side of the sea. They climb in their boat. They start rowing. They don't, they don't start the Yevon route in the back of the boat. They start rowing. They've already had a full day of ministry, and they start rowing, set their sails, and they encounter a horrible storm. And uh, 
Jesus comes walking on the water. Notice verse 51. Mark chapter 6. He went up into the boat. The wind ceased. They were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. For they had not understood about the loaves. They had missed the teaching moment back when they were serving the people. Why? Because their heart said, send them away. Send them away. We don't want to be doing this stuff. Verse 52. Why not? Their heart was hardened. Now our hearts can be hardened as well to truth. We can be hardened to the to the message of the gospel so that we do not hear and do not understand. But the hearing and understanding of the Word of God can renew our heart with truth. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. In Luke chapter 8, verse 16, you all know the story about this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Put it under a bushel. No. Well, this text talks about that. No one, when he has a lit, has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. What is the point of that little story of this little light of mine? Verse 18. Take, therefore, take heed how you hear. How you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. We all sing the story. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Let me ask you the question. What was the difference between the wise man and the foolish man? Hmm? What was the difference? Obedience. He that heareth my words and doeth them. You see, this matter of being good soil in which the seed can grow requires that we have spiritual hearing and obey that which we understand, which God gives us understanding. Where do we get that understanding? That's the third point tonight. Or, not third. <laughs> we do not hear because our mind is not renewed. Renewed with illumination. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Where the Spirit of God opens our heart. Illuminates our mind to understand. It's like a blind man being able to see for the first time 
Paul, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1 and chapter 3, prayed that God would illuminate the heart and mind of those Ephesian believers. When is the last time you prayed for God to illumine your understanding when you spent time in the Word of God? David prayed in Psalm 119, Open thou mine eyes, that I might behold wondrous truths from out of thy law. What's he praying for? Illumination. Illumination is that which renews our mind to understand truth and to obey it. And God in His mercy and by means of His grace, in spite of what He has known about us all along, loves me and, and provides for me understanding of truth. It is not a fruit of my own rationale. It is the result of the illumination of the Spirit of God. God, give us a heart to hear and to know His voice. Jesus said in John chapter 10, My sheep know my voice. How do we get to know the voice of the shepherd? Somebody rings you up on the telephone. You say hello, and they begin to speak on the other end of the line. You immediately recognize who that is because, you've, because in spite of the fact that they have not identified themselves on the phone. How does that happen? You've had multiple opportunities of listening to their voice. That's what John 10 is all about. Hearing. Hearing. Having a spiritual heart that is attentive to that which God is saying to us. My son, if you will receive my words and seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure, then you will discover the knowledge of God. You will hear what God has to say. If I would be renewed in my mind, I must hear truth. Meditate upon it and allow the Spirit of God to transform my heart in obedience to its precepts. So I ask you again tonight, how's your hearing? Your hearing affects how you live. God's word is profitable. We need to take heed to that which we hear. Father, give us ears to hear. Open our eyes that we would behold the wondrous truths out of your law. That our heart, our life, would be impacted by the truth of your word. God, it's impossible for us to hear your voice, recognize it in terms of understanding your will, until we first have developed a hearing for your voice through obedience to your word. But God, give us hearts that are willing and open to that which you have spoken through your word, I pray. Lord, work in our lives 
Make us tender to the wooing of your spirit, I pray. May he be able to convict and to convince of sin. May he, our God, work in hearts and lives of those that may not know Christ. And may they give heed and attention to the hearing of your word, the gospel of Christ, I pray. In Christ's name I ask it.